Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, as we continue to barrel ahead into the school year, all under the looming shadow of the pandemic, here are the the latest headlines regarding where we are this week. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, the MAC, a number of other college conferences have all postponed all four fall sports uh, due to the concerns about the virus. And locally, as you know, New York State and New Jersey are still on target to have sports this fall, but they will start in mid to late September, not in late August, early September, as is traditional. You should also know, of course, that the University of Connecticut has postponed its college football program. But then there is something else that I found a little curious. High school sports in Connecticut, including football, are starting on time this year. For them, it's full speed ahead. This was a decision which I hear surprised a number of high school football coaches in the state of Connecticut. And I'd like to talk about this decision uh, by the governing body in Connecticut to start high school sports on time. I'd like to talk about that later on in the show. But first up, let's talk about college recruiting. Look, if your son or daughter is in high school and is a serious athlete and has hopes to be be recruited to play in college, well, how in the world can that happen? If there were no spring sports and now fall sports for most states are being pushed back perhaps into the winter or spring, how is this going to happen? Yes, we know travel teams are up and running for the most part, but are they really the answer? So when it comes to to questions and issues regarding recruiting, I always put a call into Wayne Bazzoni, our longtime expert on high school kids who want to someday play in college. And Wayne Mazzoni, he's been a longtime favorite here on the Sports Edge with his insights on the, the intricate and arcane world of college recruiting. And he should know because he serves as the, the pitching coach at Sacred Heart University in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is one of the top-ranked Division I programs in our area. And I want to, of course, mention that Wayne has a great book called Get Recruited, uh, and that you check out his website at waynebazzoni.com. And friends, we'll take your calls and questions for Wayne at one 337 Wayne, good morning. Rick, good morning. And just right off the top, what's interesting is my son as a football, baseball and football player in Connecticut was going to start football tomorrow. Yep. And then we urgently got a message that it's been delayed a week for review. So just with your intro, you know, we were expecting literally football and as you said, uh, other sports to start and they, they look like they're pausing for a week to review things. 
You know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Wayne, because it, it is, I mean, just, again, it, it's a curious situation to be sure. We know that. We all know we're looking for answers and solutions, uh, obviously underlying the sense and a concern about the, the health and welfare of our kids and, of course, of our coaches. So you're telling me that your son is, is a football player, and they've already told him just last night that, well, we can play, but actually we're going to hold off on this for at least a week and think about this some more. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yes, the CIAC, the governing body, yes. uh, had first announced the 17th as the start date, and then now they're going to review things with the Department of Health, and then the plan is to start uh, following Monday the 24th, but I think that's under review also. Jeez, it's, you know, it's just, uh, it, it, we live in extraordinary times, to be sure. Yeah. Obviously, uh, the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, uh, you know, they, they decided that, well, our, our Infection rates are very low. Uh, the death rates are very low. We feel it's safe now to go back and have the kids play sports. Well, okay, fine, but there's still there's still a concern. But yep. uh, Wayne, let's let's get into uh, this, this situation about the whole process of you know recruiting for kids in college and parents. Uh, to me, these times really do call for unusual and creative approaches. Uh, I'm just, the uh, first question is, have you heard of any unusual or different uh, or effective ways for, for high school uh, athletes to make contact with college coaches? Yeah, a, a couple things. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get into a lot of what sort of changed with everything that's happened. But I think the big thing is anytime there's a challenge or a problem, somebody's going to come up with a good solution. And I think what you're seeing is a lot more of these sports that are still playing, even though coaches can't go physically see them, they're being streamed. So mm-hmm. you're actually starting to see a lot more in all the different sports streaming things. Now, you still miss some of the nuances when you're watching on a computer compared to in person, but with, without anything else to go on, that's something that's become popular. And I also think will probably stick because – that may save recruiting budgets and you may have an opportunity to have a coach that, you know, can't get away for three days to go watch an event somewhere, but yet can tune in to watch a particular player they want to see for a couple hours on the computer. So some of the four, you know, the four thinking people in that business have started to make things very available uh, online, which is what I've been doing a lot of. Okay. So I, yeah, I mean, we all sort of assumed, uh, look, uh, certainly video, uh, online uh, viewing, that's been around for uh, a number of years now, but it's always been sort of a, a supplemental kind of aspect to recruiting. Uh, nothing, of course, replaces the ability to go out and see a kid uh, in person, uh, as you say, to, to get a, a better sense of the nuances of the young uh, man or woman uh, and their sport and how they interact uh, when things are going well, when things are not going so well in the field. Uh, you know, you want to see the person, the kid in person, but obviously uh, that is not happened this this uh, spring summer and now maybe into the fall so the video has become uh, front and center uh, but I'm curious Wayne when you say video are we talking about video that is I don't know uh, taken from uh, a mom and dad's uh, you know own personal cell phone are we talking about video that comes from uh, showcases what are you seeing and, and what do you think the college coaches want to see that's a great question so you always have had the video the mom and dad video or sort of the, the put together video by some company that show, you know, highlights the player. I'm talking about streaming games, meaning the full entire event and games are actually being broadcast 
where you could watch the game start to finish. Um, a lot of them, certainly in my sport of baseball, actually are able to add in the metrics so you can actually see velocities and speeds and spin and all these different things because, you know, sometimes on video you could watch and, and you could see somebody, but you really can't tell how talented they are. So they're actually backing it up with a lot of the metrics and some sports are able to do that. Others aren't. But so what I'm saying is the big change is instead of the coach physically driving to some event, they literally log on and watch the event live as it's happening from a computer. And this is true. I mean, well, obviously we're talking about uh, travel teams, of course, they are up and running. So are you looking at actual games of, of, of travel teams showcases? What, yes. have, what have you been watching? This yes, is, okay. both actual games of travel teams and then actual, you know, then showcases and that type of thing. And other coaches are doing the same now. You know, the interesting thing, and you sort of alluded to it, I mean, they just put the dead period, uh, they just postponed it another month till the end of September, and all of us that are in the world of coaching basically think this dead period is going to continue through the full 2020. So the fact is the rosters are in a weird place for every college program, but we still need players. We still have to get players from the 2021 class, the 2022 class. So while it's different, Recruiting's not going to stop. Recruiting must happen. Let me just go back on that point, Wayne, and then we'll get to our calls. Talk about the dead period because that is new. That is something that I'm not sure all sports parents or, or kids know about. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, the NCAA had said no contact with coaches and kids until September 1st. And you said now it's been postponed for another month and maybe for the entire the rest of the year. Is that correct? Explain, explain in more detail that, what that means for, yes, for high school that's athletes. That's correct. So, the dead period means no in-person contact. Coaches can't go to any game, can't go to anyone's house, can't go to a high school. They can't physically go off campus and see somebody, nor can that player physically come to a campus and meet with the coaches. Now, they could come on their own. They could come take an admissions tour. But the two sides are not to meet face-to-face. Now, you can, you can Zoom. You can do phone calls. You can text. And, of course, there's rules on what year of players that you're able to do this with. But, for example... We're having, you know, our three coaches on a Zoom call with the player and their family moving the process forward. So you still can have contact. You can still communicate, but you can't physically in person go see them and evaluate. And the fact of the matter is when the NCAA makes these rulings, they're not making rulings for by sport or by area. They're making a ruling for the entire United States. So when you're talking about how's this virus look for the rest of 2020 across the United States, I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't have a crystal ball, but they've now made four delays in a row. We think they're going to delay it up until 2021. And I just want to emphasize, because uh, obviously we know that uh, you're, you're a baseball coach, but this is for all sports, not just baseball. It's, it's all, all NCAA sports, correct? Every sport, correct. Now, the only caveat in there for people listening is that ruling is for Division One and Two scholarship level programs. Division threes are not under this restriction. Now, I don't really know why, but there's a lot of these events and things happening, and they're being populated by Division three coaches who are allowed to go there in person. So it's, it seems to me a little odd that that's happening because if we're doing it for minimize social distancing, all that, uh, it seems silly that the Division threes don't fall into this ruling, but they don't. Yeah, that, that is a curious uh, anomaly. And, and, and we're talking, of course, with, with Wayne Mazzoni. 
So why in the world will Division Three coaches be able to go and, and, and see kids in person and, and go to showcases and, and to tournaments, yet the D1 and D2s can't? That is very odd, Wayne. I, I don't understand that rationale at all. There must be a reason for I it. Mean, but... Yeah, I, again, always all the rulings when you get confused, because they can confuse you, it's meant to keep all the programs even. So they don't want... Alabama can't go do something, but Clemson can for football or basketball. So they make these blanket rulings across, if you will, the for-profit, you know, big-time programs. But Division Three is left to sort of do what they want. Um, I, I really don't. I, we'd need to get someone from the NCAA on to understand that that ruling. I admit, doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I hear you. All right, I, look, it's it's it is baffling, it is confusing, um, and so on and so forth. But the fact is, if, if you're a kid. Uh, who's in high school, who is looking to be recruited to play college at some point, uh, as Wayne has just said, your, your best uh, avenue at this juncture is to clearly have video taken uh, of yourself and to make sure the coaches know that your games are coming up uh, and, and you can, they can be streamed. Uh, and, and one other piece, which we'll get to after. Okay, let me, let, me, let me take a stop here. We're talking with Wayne Mazzoni. We're talking about what it's like to get recruited uh, in the year 2020 into a college program. one 337 6666 I'm talking this morning with Wayne Mazzoni, uh, talking about the uh, complicated world of being recruited uh, for college. Uh, Wayne is uh, the pitching coach, longtime pitching coach at Sacred Heart University up in Connecticut, but obviously he knows a lot about all the sports and, and the, the process that is involved now, in the first segment, we talked about the fact that uh, the best way that college coaches are recruiting now is by streaming the games kids are playing in over the summer with their travel teams or perhaps the showcases. Uh, that's become the number one way to make this happen. Uh, and, uh, in fact, it's curious, in today's New York Times, the, the lead article is about the chaos uh, that we're seeing with uh, girls lacrosse, Wayne, has to do with uh, articles written by our friends uh, Joe Drape and Jerry Longman, who, of course, have been on the show in, in uh, the months past, and, and talking about uh, what's going on with showcases, cancellations, refunds, uh, and on and on. It's just been, as I said, total chaos. But from your perspective, if I'm a kid who's a, an athlete uh, and wants to be seen by a college coach, is, is the best approach to reach out to that college coach uh, or an assistant and say, I'm going to be playing in this showcase or in this game, um, and here's how you can stream it? Is, is that the best way to do this at this point? I think the even better way would be something I alluded to before that last break, which is have one of your coaches do it. Yeah, so okay, okay. There's almost, if I look at my list of kids that I'm dealing with right now in the recruiting process, I would say at this stage especially, probably 95% of them came in from a reference that I trust, from a, from a high school coach, from you know, a summer coach. So that is, that's taking on more importance than ever before because uh-huh. – Obviously, the kids reach out, but what kid is going to reach out to me and say, you know what, uh, I'm pretty lazy in the classroom. Uh, when, when the team gets down, I don't hustle anymore. You know, they all write and say they're great. So your, your job as a college coach is to sort through that mess. Yep. And then the way to do it is with your, your trusted group of people. So that, that's taking on more importance than ever before, having someone call on your behalf. 
Yeah, I, I, I look. That's a tried and true method. Uh, obviously, as a college coach, if, if um, you have a network uh, of people, uh, of of coaches, high school coaches, JUCO coaches, you know personally, and if somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, you know, uh, coach, you better take a look at this kid uh, uh, because he or she is some special," that means a lot more than just having the kid reach out or the kid's parent. Um, Okay, let's let's get to our calls. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six, sixty six. Let's start with Frank out of uh, Mineola. Hey, Frank. Good morning. You're talking uh, with Wayne Mazzoni and Rick Wolf. Good morning, Rick. Uh, thanks so much, Wayne. You guys do a great job. Um, I have worked um, as a teacher, English teacher, history teacher, football coach, baseball coach, uh, for forty five years. And in the last ten years, I've um, been very fortunate to be an advisor for NCAA athletes. Yep, and that's what you just spoken about. It's exactly what I've been doing, and I've been doing for my whole career. But as Wayne said, uh, having relationships with coaches is extremely important, um, and that's really what um, our young people are trying, you know, really need to do to develop their relationships with their teachers and with their coaches to be able to uh, have them say with conviction to a college coach like Wayne that you can count on this young person. Um, but I'd like to propose to you guys a, a new paradigm because. Um, I've been doing this a long time, and, you know, we have to come to grips with reality. There is no certainty that recruiting is going to go right for any young person, and that's just the pause that we're in. And so I propose that we need to focus all leadership as coaches on what will you do when you're done playing? Like, Rick, your dad told you you're going to do well in school. You're going to, your academic is going to come first. So when the day comes and you can't play anymore, what will you do? Well, that day is kind of – that realization is kind of what kids – have to come to grips with now. We have to get ready. And while you're getting ready, you're also getting ready for a college coach like Wayne. And here are the three things that I propose. Number one, we need to develop the academic index, which a couple of months ago I spoke about this, Rick, on the show. Mm-hmm. And the academic index is the first box. Your, your grade point average, your SAT scores, ACT scores, and your level of courses. So that, you know, you may be NCAA eligible, like Wayne will tell you, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to get into Sacred Heart. You need to be the best academic index you can. That box is one. The second box, check your character index. What is your character? Is it all about you? Or are you a young person we can say is a servant leader? And I'm sure Wayne would want to recruit young people who are leaders that want to serve others, and it's not all about them. And the third box we got to check is the parent box. What are these parents like that I'm eventually going to be with? Do they care? Is it all about their son or daughter? Or are they willing, do they want to come to a coach who cares, wants to develop their son or daughter? And want, do they want to be part of a program and a family? And that is the loyalty that you hope to see in the parents. Now, these three boxes, if you check them, all right, you get them all checked. The only box that's left is the actual ability to play. But as Coach will tell you, these three things, if you're doing these three things right, this well, kid's got a shot. You know, Frank, and the let fourth me... box would be develop, <laughs> the, um, develop individual training tapes, which I've, been, which I've done with students now, and look at in, in the individual training yeah, but Frank, tapes. Frank, let me, let, me, in there, let me stop you there, okay. Frank, because I hear you. And I would say all the things you just talked about, the various boxes, well, any college coach, those are the exact kind of things they're going to ask uh, the kid's high school coach uh, or travel team coach, like, you know, what kind of kid is this? Uh, what about the parents? Uh, what about the kid's character? I mean, the, the academics, the academic index, which is well used and has been for years in the Ivy League. These are 
are all things, Frank, that people, uh, the coaches themselves, are going to immediately ask because they want to do their own homework. But uh, you know, th- thank you for for those thoughts. Uh, and 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 Wayne, let, let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, to Mark in Greenwich, Connecticut. Mark, uh, you're next up on the fan. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, are you are you there? Yes. Go ahead, Mark. I'm here. Yep. Uh, good good morning, gentlemen. So uh, I was cut. Uh, in my high school, my junior and senior year, and my father called up Sacred Heart University, got in contact with Pete DiOrio, and they just got back from the College World Series. And obviously this is before travel baseball. So um, I tried out. There was about 30 people trying out for three uniforms because there was three graduating seniors. Mm -hmm. I was a walk-on. Four years later, I was captain of the Sacred Heart University Pioneer Baseball Team. I was a tri-captain. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I went to college at five foot eight and a half. I came out at six feet. I don't think I started shaving until maybe sophomore year. So, Wayne, I've heard you before a couple months ago, and you're great. And my son would love to go to Sacred Heart University because BEI is there, Bridgeport Engineering. He wants to be an engineer. So that's my alma mater. So how does a coach in college with all this, because he's not on a travel team. The politics of, the, of baseball now is the travel team for 2021 spring, but that team's already picked. So do you guys have tryouts? Like if I were to call you, Wayne, or get in touch with the head coach and say, my kid wants to go to Sacred Heart University, and, you know, when's the first practice? Because that's what my father did. And, he, and DiOrio kind of snickered. He said, well, we'll be at Owen Fish in Fairfield. You know, if he wants to come out, let him come out. So, um, you know, one of the greatest things of my life, I didn't play high school ball because I was cut. Some people might say politics. Uh, some people were six foot nine already in college. I was a little midget. How do you judge a person's heart? Because being the captain of Sacred Heart University baseball team was a was one of the best things that happened to me. But that August after I graduated, the Pittsburgh Pirates flew me down to Sarasota, Bradington, and I had a catch with Dave Parker. Two weeks after that, I went to Shea Stadium. One of the greatest thing was parking three out of Shea Stadium. Huh. Uh, I never made it after, you know, farther than that because I was 24 years of age. 24, you're an old man. They're not going to invest any money in you. My question is to you gentlemen, with this recruiting thing, how could my son, because I don't have the money to put up and play travel team. My son's got a bigger heart than Mike Trout. I mean, he lives, eats baseball. You can ask him who was the Cy Young Award winner in 1947. These kids don't even well, know who played 30 years ago. Mark, so how would a kid yeah. like my son play or even be seen at Sacred Heart University? Well, let's let's talk about that. And, Mark, uh, I, I thank you for that, that story. It's pretty inspirational. Wayne, what about tryouts? Because traditionally, especially at the D1 programs, there, you know, there are, we know about recruited walk-ons, but now because of the, the pandemic and, and uh, what's happened this year, are, are there going to be more kids given chances to literally walk on and try out like, like uh, Mark uh, just talked about, what he went through? Because obviously he grew yeah. a lot in, in college. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I think that, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's always been tryouts. Uh, now more than ever, it's harder. You almost have the same odds as hitting Powerball as making a college team as a straight-up walk-on at a tryout for a variety of reasons. Number one is all us coaches all year long are recruiting. It never stops. If we wake up at 3 in the morning, we check our emails for recruits. Like, it doesn't <laughs> stop. So all of a sudden now you're going to say, oh, wow, after all that work I've done, I'm just going to go find somebody from the dorms and, and – 
and they're going to make the team. Now, we'll, most coaches will give them that opportunity, and, and you, you truly never know. But now, keeping in mind with what's happened with eligibility, that these players can now return for another year, every roster in college sports is going to be more bloated than ever before. Yep. And a coach is going to be loyal to a player that they've recruited as opposed to one they have no tie with that's going to try out. So if you're going to try out, it's incredibly hard. And just to very briefly answer his question, what would have happened before coronavirus or the dead period is that his son would be able to come to our prospect camp. That's why there are camps, because that's a legal tryout. We can't just bring his kid up and work him out one day in the summer. It's not allowed. Mm -hmm. So that's why there are camps. So if it wasn't the dead period, his son could come up and win in one day get recruited, or we could tell him, you're just not good enough for here. Now he's going to have to do the things we talked about at the beginning of the show through video, through references. And I hate to say it, in this world of 2020 where we are in all sports, if you're not on a second team, if you're not on a travel team in any sport, it's a struggle with the exception of football that doesn't have travel teams. Yeah, in fact, I'm glad you brought up the fact that, uh, of course, the NCAA uh, granted kids who were seniors uh, in the spring and, and lost that season. They now have, If they opt to, uh, it's not certainly mandatory, but if they decide they want to play an extra year of college sports, they can do that. Uh, some are doing it, some are not doing it. But again, that, as you said, just adds another layer for the kid who's a, a junior or senior in high school uh, who's looking to play in college because... But, the Rick, roster- just quickly, it goes further than that. Everyone who was on the team didn't use a, a year of eligibility. So a, a freshman on the team in college this year is now on the five-year plan. This year didn't count for him. He's going to be back for a fifth year. So it's not just those returning seniors. It's anyone on a college roster can now stay that extra year. Instead of being out in four, they're there for five. It's... uh... That's it. I mean, it just uh, it just gets worse and worse for the high school kid because she said the college coach before the pandemic has recruited these kids, has seen these kids in person, has seen a lot and said, OK, you've made the team at our college program. We like you. We know why you're here. And again, this is any sport, not just baseball, cause softball, Correct. lacrosse, whatever. So those kids are basically known and well-known to the college coaching staff. And now here come along kids who are seniors in high school saying, hey, look at me, coach. I'm really good, too. I really want to go and play for you at your program. But the fact is that the coach says, well, I have so many kids coming back who I already know. And, and our roster is going to be uh, you know, overstuffed with all these players. I'm sure I have room for you. And that's a problem. Right. So right. Are, we, are you seeing more of an uptick with kids out of high school going to junior colleges to, to uh, somehow get a chance to at least play and, and show their stuff? You just asked a question, which could be a whole other show. You have, you have junior colleges. You have kids that are going to post-grad years. Yep. And then the biggest trend, which should be its own separate show, and I, if you want me on, I'd love to do it, <laughs> the reclassifying. The reclassifying of kids that are leaving their school to repeat a year, which was becoming big prior to COVID and now is becoming tremendously big. So these kids are, instead of going to a JUCO, they'll go in from 11th grade to another school repeating 11th grade. I, I, it's, it's, yeah. And, and that could be, um, particularly the kids going to a private school, it could get very, from public to a private, it gets very, very pricey. Pricey, and there's a lot of other things with it. You know, some for some of those kids, it works out great. That year helps them. They land in their dream school, and then there's other kids that don't after this big move, and yet 
they left friends, they left their high school, they went to this other place, spent this money, and it, and it didn't lead to things. So, yep, yep. listen, we're in a crazy time. That's how you started the show, and you're right. <laughs> uh, Wayne, can you stay on another for the last segment? Absolutely. Because there's a lot of lot of questions, a lot of turf to cover here, and it is unbelievably confusing. And again, it's just heartbreaking if you have a son or daughter who's in high school who does want to go play sports in college. You know, we've already established the fact the best way to be recruited these days is by being streamed. Uh, your game is being streamed. But again, you got to get your coach to make sure they contact the college coach. Uh, it's just a lot of work, and and uh, it's it's just difficult. All right, one eight seven seven three three seven. 6666, that is our number. When I return, we'll continue our conversation with Wayne Mazzoni. Hey, don't forget at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be along. And, of course, Ed will be uh, talking baseball, talking about uh, what's happening in this uh, rather uh, unusual uh, 60-game baseball season. Uh, But, again, he has great guests and great calls, so make sure you stick around for Ed at 9 o'clock this morning. And, as always, I invite you to follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf. And, also, I want to welcome... A new member of the Wolf family, uh, little Skylar Grace Wolf, was born last night. Uh, she is the uh, the daughter of my son John and John's wife Karen. Uh, and uh, we, uh, my wife Trish and myself, are thrilled as the whole family is to have a uh, little Sky Sky Wolf uh, into the clan. Uh, she was uh, seven. Seven uh, eleven was uh, her weight, and she is in great health, as is Karen, and we are absolutely overjoyed. This is our, our second uh, grandchild. Uh, Skylar's big sister, Riley, was born uh, a couple of years ago. So my congratulations to John and to Karen and on the birth of uh, Sky Skylar Grace Wolf. Uh, we're talking right now with Wayne Mazzoni. We're talking about uh, what's happening in terms of recruiting with high school athletes, and it's just, uh, as you heard before the break, it gets so complicated because college programs are having to reclassify kids who are already on and college programs, uh, and it's, it's just a fascinating conversation to see how this pandemic is having a rippling effect upon kids who want to play in college. Taking your calls at one 337 6666 Let's continue with our calls, Wayne. And by the way, folks, you can, you can find more information about Wayne uh, at waynemazzoni.com, and his outstanding book is called Get Recruited. Uh, let's continue with uh, our friend uh, Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. How are you, Rick? Um, and Wayne, always a pleasure, Wayne. Um, I, you know, I got, I'm into college coaching now, and, and recruiting is, is a big part of my job. And, uh, you know, talking about the Division three versus Division two and one, I personally think it has a lot to do with that. There'll be no athletic money, um, you know, changing hands. So they give the, the Division three school a little bit more leeway to go out and find that athlete that, you know, that they're probably not even looking for the same type of athlete that you're looking for. But every once in a while, they get one of those diamonds in the rough type of kids that just don't want D1 or whatever. But uh, when you're talking, you, you have a son, Wayne, uh, football. And, you know, I, I had the pleasure yesterday of sitting down and talking to um, the assistant head football coach at Fordham University, uh, Shane Fogarty. And we had such a great conversation. And, you know, you talk about right now being a very popular um, issue with, with recruiting is streaming. Well, your son can't be streamed because there is no football for him right now. And, you know, and Shane was talking to me about that. And he had mentioned to me that what they do is they're doing a lot of virtual with the parents 
they're getting a lot of the vitals with parents actually FaceTiming them with their height and their weight and their wingspan and things like that to get a, a jump on what this kid's size is and what they can do and even running speed and, and coaches you know, the high school football coaches are taking some of their recruiting athletes, recruited athletes out onto the field and working some of the same drills that these schools would, would work. But, you know, I wrote an article a few months back um, for WFAN that actually Rick helped me with. And it's all about what you just talked about. It's all about coaches contacting you. And like you said, that 95% of your players were probably referred to you. And those are the true ones because you know they want to be there. And that's something that Shane also said to me is that when that happens, it's a gold mine because it, it cuts back on their work of actually going out and finding kids. And, you know, and they, they can start the recruiting process that way. And, you know, just talking to Dr. Uh, Robert Gilbert from Montclair that I talk to all the time, he told me about some of the crazy things that are happening with all these seasons ending and everything like that. But, you know, the recruiting process is a very difficult thing. It really is. And right now where we are in this pandemic, it's, it's a situation where we have to do the right things. And what you're doing, Wayne, is the right things. And baseball it's a little bit easier than football. So, you know, I, I think you guys are moving in well, the right direction. Uh, go ahead. Jack, let me just interject here because you're covering a lot of various uh, interesting thoughts. I would well say with football, because every football game in high school is filmed or taped or whatever you want to say. So I, yes. if, if you're a high yep. school football player, yes, you're going back to last fall. But there's still going to be film and tape of you uh, that uh, college coaches can view, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah they, they still do that. And, you know, and Shane was saying that that's one of the things that they do. But right now, it, it all has to be virtual. Um, you know, they can go back and look at films like, like, like that gentleman, the caller before, said that he grew, you know, four or five inches yes. in college or in high school. So when you're looking at a sophomore that you're tracking in high school, and now it's his junior year that he already missed last year, and now he's a senior – he could be four inches taller. You know, it's thirty-five I, pounds heavier. And so you know those things they play. They they take uh, they they take effect when you're looking at a recruit. And Jack, I will say that happens more often than not. I mean, it used to be like, oh my gosh, that's so rare. But uh, over the last uh, you know dozen years or so, I get lots of reports where kids who were, uh, let's say, sort of undersized as uh, juniors in high school. Yeah. Suddenly they grow six, seven inches between their junior and senior year, and they go from being, in effect, point guards to power forwards. <laughs> you know, And that happens a lot. Well, and, and the kids grow in college. They add another two or three inches of height when they're in college. So the, the, the sole idea of like a kid being an adolescent and topping out when they're 16 or 17 isn't necessarily true anymore. Kids grow right through the time they're 20 or 21. Uh, Wayne, I, let me get Wayne involved in this, uh, Jack. Wayne, you hearing these, these, these comments, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I have a, I have a couple of things just based on that. Number yeah. one is I think football has been recruiting business as usual. The issue will be for college football coaches is what happens if, as you started at the beginning of the show, what would they do if New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and other states have no fall football season? And then that kid who was going to be a senior and relying on having a great fall in his senior year to get recruited doesn't have that. 
what are these college coaches going to do? Are they going to only go on what the, the kid has from the junior year? How is that going to affect them? Um, and then the other thing is, as Jack said in the beginning, I totally get the difference in Division three coaches that it's, it's a different recruiting process a bit. They're still looking for really good players without, you know, no scholarship money. But I thought the point of taking people off the road for recruiting was to, to basically not put people in contact with each other for the virus. So that goes in the face of why Division three coaches can be there. So mm-hmm. That's the only part that confuses me. Yeah, I, here's another thing about that way. What about Division One and Division and Division Three not allowing kids to come into their building during the school year to work out? Where Division Two is allowed to do that? Division <laughs> absolutely, Jack. That's right one of the ones that has always baffled me. But at the same time, I spent about five years as a D two coach, and I took advantage of that rule. But yeah, of that's you're going to take that, Talk about arcane, Rick. That's an arcane rule right there. Well, anybody who has ever looked at the NCAA rule book, it is as thick as, as a phone book, and it's and I have, and it's it, you're looking for. I mean, it's just like okay, this is like a reading a, a first year law school book. It's just exactly. so complicated, and you say, well, what's yep. the reason for this? Why can D two do this and D one and D three can't? And how can a D three coach? It's just impossible uh, exactly. to try to get this figured out, and. You know, I it is it's it doesn't the fact that we're in a situation right now where there is a pandemic, uh, and as you guys just pointed out, if your kids want to play high school football as a senior and wants to put up uh, some big numbers this fall, uh, and it may not happen, how do you get recruited? It's just it's just crazy. And and um, you know, talk, talking about that, Rick, last year when I took my job at Montclair State, yeah, um, I actually had to take the NCAA rules test. I mean, I wasn't required to, but our head coach wanted us all to do it because she was the liaison between the NCAA Division Three and their and their conference. And I would have had a better chance, really, of of passing the law the bar than than this test. I mean, it, it was it, there was stuff in here that I had no, I I couldn't believe the rules and regulations to the NCAA. So, you know, I've taken that test for 30 years and it scares me every year. (laughs) Now, do you get better every year, Wayne, or not? (laughs) I mean, you know, here's the thing. You study and you cram and then you take this test and then you hit the enter button or submit button after the, and like you're still freaking out because the last thing you want to do is fail the test and you'll be ridiculed in the whole athletic department because you can't recruit for a month and you have to retake it a month later. So I've passed every year, but Ask any college coach; it's stressful. Oh gosh, and that's and of course most most parents don't even know the college coaches have to do this. Jack, let me let me jump uh, to another topic. But thank you as always for your thoughts; they're good ones. Wayne, before I let you go and wrap up the show, I do want to come back to what you said right at the beginning about being a sports parent yourself with your son who plays a variety of sports in high school in Connecticut. You said that that uh, this recent ruling about Connecticut uh, starting high school sports on time uh, this fall, that now there's uh, in certain school districts there's been sort of a hold or a pause on this. Tell, tell me what you can about that, because that seems to be totally, uh, uh, well, not unexpected, but certainly it runs right into the face of what the uh, CIAC had decided to do. Exactly. So if you actually go to ctpost.com, Connecticut Post, which is really does a great job of covering all these things, uh, that's what it had said. It's being delayed a week because I guess the CIAC sort of announced, hey, we're good, 
but they didn't do the due diligence of getting it approved through like the health department. So most of us, you know, kind of just the people talking about it think we're good to go in a week, but literally all the time we just had an athletic department zoom call with all our people on Friday and, and, you know, all our higher ups at Sacred Heart just talk about how things change from day to day about internationals moving back to the school about hot spot states moving to the school. Things literally are changing daily. So I hope we get on the field for these kids because I think the kids need it, Rick. The kids have been great about dealing with these disappointments, but, boy, they need to get back out there. And since you're about to let me go, I just want to jump in and say one thing. I feel really old now, Rick. I mean, your son, John, who I saw on the field, has two kids. Yes. Holy yes. mackerel. So there's a reason I'm seeing gray when I look at <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, by the way. That's th- awesome, Rick. Thank you, Wayne. We're obviously uh, delighted. Um, but I, I want to come back before I run out of time. As a sports parent, I mean, you have to be some sort of, you know, conflicted because, yes, you want your son to go back and play sports. And, and uh, obviously in Connecticut, they would like to do it on time. But and as a college coach, you just mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of a lot of turmoil and transition going on. What what is your personal sense about all this? What do you think is is the right way to go with this? Do you start on time in Connecticut? Do you want to delay? Do you want to postpone till the spring? Uh, what do you think? Okay, that's a that's a tremendous question. I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll just get to them quickly. Which is, I think we're okay here to go in Connecticut. Here's why: we're not playing out of state. We're not traveling. We're not a college that's going to get on a plane and go four states away. We're playing local teams. The kids could get themselves to the field, stay out of the locker room. I would go with starting it, and then if there's any evidence or data where this is dangerous, just just shut it down. That would be my my personal take. And then if it happens to go that way, you know what? The kids that you'll get disappointed, but if you can use that time to get bigger, stronger, and still practice, we know this virus is going to end. And at the end, when we're back to business as normal, some kids will have gotten way better. They'll have gotten self-motivated as opposed to always showing up to a field or a lesson when the parent drives them there, it, it'll separate who really wants it. So I hope we're back on the field. But if if not, I mean, I'm reading a book about Churchill in World War II right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is not great, this virus, but you know what? It beats being bombed by uh, by air raids every single night. So let's keep it in perspective. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, parents have to understand. And it's obviously uh, for parents who are obviously adults. Uh, they have a little more of a perspective on this. Kids, of course, their whole lives revolve around sports and how can we, you know, I'm not mom and dad, I'm not sick, I'm fine, I'm, I'm raring to go. If I don't have a chance to go out and play uh, for uh, sports, then I'm, I'm going to see my whole dreams go away in terms of playing at college. And, and uh, you know, that is, right now, that is the case, but it's temporary. And obviously we're hoping right. and praying that this goes away and the vaccine is developed very, very soon. Hey, Wayne, thank you as always for your great insights and expertise. Uh, you know, just, just, just wonderful to hear what we have to say on this very, very difficult uh, topic. Hey, thanks for having me on. You're the best, Rick. Thank you. Thanks, Wayne. Uh, Wayne Mazzoni, a pitching coach at Sacred Heart University, also a nationally recognized expert on, on recruiting for college. Uh, check him out at waynemazzoni.com. That's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Ed Arzuman. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 